Hi, I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and you're listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Queer Teen Podcast. I'm super excited about my next guest. They're going to, of course, tell you who they are, explain to you about their life, and that's it. Take it away. Hey, howdy. Hey, everyone. My name is Josh Robinson. Um, I am currently a lifestyle show co-host here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, um, and just having a blast getting to talk to all kinds of people. Uh, how'd you even get this show? That is a great question. Um, so I went to school for broadcast journalism. So news, if you'd asked me like five years ago, what do you want to do with your life? I would have said, anchor the Today Show. It's like, great, awesome. Well, yeah. And then I got a morning news co-anchor position in Jackson, Tennessee, um, and did that for three years, getting up at 2.50 in the morning. Uh-uh. It was Nope. I learned a lot. It was great. That time of day, no one should be waking up to go to work, in my opinion. Um, And then I was going to bed between like 6.30 and 7 at night. So for like an extroverted 24-year-old, wasn't the best. Um, So I did that for three years. And then I said, you know what? I need to get on a normal schedule. You know, I want to be a little more creative. So I worked at a PR company for a year as a videographer and editor. And then I had stayed... In, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. I went to school in a really small town in Arkansas for those four years. And then Jackson's just an hour north of Memphis. So I had stayed within like three hours of home my whole life. And I was like, you know what? I got to get out. I got to go do. I got to. So I had recently started dating my current boyfriend, Travis. Um, and he... Um, is on tour for his job. And so we went to, I went on tour with him selling merch and as a COVID safety manager um, and got to travel the West Coast. We even went to Canada for a while and then did that for about nine months. And then I was ready to kind of get my creative juices flowing again and like really get back. And I love video editing. I love the storytelling that you can do with video. Um, And so I found this job here in Chattanooga, Tennessee and did all of the applying and interviews while I was in Canada and then got the job. So drove from Canada to Memphis and then Memphis to Chattanooga. And here we are. It's a good show, everybody. What's it called again? The Daily Refresh. The Daily Refresh. The Golden Gays were on it. Yes. Uh, recently. Um, it's really cute, really laid back set. Your director is a female. Which yes. Is nice. We love Mary. Mary yeah. And Mary is um, a classically trained singer as well. We had no idea until the other day. She was just like chilling in the studio just singing we were like where's that coming cool from? and so she surprised us too so it's just i love the group of people we get to work with my co-host sierra we have very similar upbringings and so watch um doesn't know what you mean <laughs> uh me and my co-host sierra we have very similar upbringings and like we grew up in the church of christ and we both went to very small christian colleges well you gave so... me a good segue i'm not even trying <laughs> I'm not even trying. um, It was just, it's been so nice to connect and not have to explain that part of myself because Mm -hmm. she understands it and I understand hers. And so it's just been, it's been a lot of fun. 
Good segue. Church of Christ. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. When did you come out? I came out in... Officially came out. February of 2021. All right. So I'm, I'm very new still. Now, before that, mm-hmm. obviously... Yes. Uh, there were moments in your life. Absolutely. Um, I shouldn't say obviously. Everyone's different. But uh, what was it like uh, growing up in the Church of Christ? So... Aside from the community that it could be. Right. Potentially. So growing up, you're always, I mean, you're taught many things are a sin, quote unquote. Um, It's not just a thing, but whatever. (laughs) Right. Drinking, uh, homosexuality, um, sex before marriage, you know, all of the stereotypical things. Um, But I also, I don't think I fully realized accepted wanted to accept that i am gay for a very long time and so for me church looking back was like that safe space because that's where a lot of my friends were Mm -hmm. i was i was put in a lot of leadership roles a lot of the time um and so it was for a while a great place until i came out Mm -hmm. and then it just felt like no matter where I went, it was either we want you here so we can change you mm-hmm. or it just it just didn't feel welcoming anymore. Did you uh, lose friends? I did lose a couple friends um, and it wasn't surprising. It no, wasn't shocking. Of course. No, of course. Um, it sucks though. Yeah. And it's hard. It's people I've known since middle school. So, you know, yeah. 10, 15 years of my life and then... Yeah. You you just be truthful with them and you tell them who you are and yeah. they say, you know what? We are, no, I can't, here we go. This is the phrase that I've heard several times. I just can't support that lifestyle. Ugh. And I hate that word, lifestyle. It's, I'm not eating healthier. I'm not working out more. Right. I'm just being, being me. Yep. Yeah, it's fascinating, right? Like, so I've interviewed tons of people mm-hmm. through this the religious saga. And that's actually a really cool organization called the christian closet and it's uh people who come out and they still want to believe in god or whomever and they want to go to church and they still want to be accepted and they want to be themselves Mm -hmm. and so they created this like counseling and therapy through the way of church and uh it's an amazing organization you should look them up on instagram i've had them on my podcast it's an episode you can listen to yes um because because religion is so strong uh in this world because uh, not not the way it started, but the way it's become. Mm-hmm. Because the way it started is not the way it's become. It's right. It's become a hoax. It's become a cult. It's become the things that like, I'm just going to tell you what to do and I'm going to tell you how to live your life. Mm-hmm. And you, if you are against that, then you need to leave. Mm-hmm. It's weird. But human beings. <laughs> um, what was so, I mean, okay. Walk me through your high school. Walk me through high school. We'll go yeah, that far. Okay. So at least because high school, you have a somewhat of an idea. Of- yes. Um, high school, Josh was. Um, that's where I found my love for TV. Mm-hmm. Um, we had. That's how we did our morning announcements. Was a TV uh, like a news broadcast. Um, we had one of those too. Yeah. And it was great. It was so much fun. Um, it was also kind of when I started. I think realizing I am different from anyone really in my like personal circle when it comes to who am I track who I'm attracted to how I express myself um but I am also the only uh I'm the oldest of four kids I'm the only son 
and I'm the only grandson on one side. Um, and so for a long time, that was like, in my head, I kept thinking, well, the family name ends with me, potentially. Like, I'm not going to reproduce, you know, in that kind of way, have kids. Um, and so that was something for a long... I remember in high school thinking like, well, crap, my parents are not going to be happy about that. Um but also... Once again, an extreme idea of yeah. something, but mm-hmm. that's okay. <laughs> um, but also found my love of theater. Mm-hmm. I love... Haven't performed in a while, but I love going. I love s- seeing it, any type. I think it's so cool what people are able to do on a stage in just in front of you, like with just their voices and their bodies and a couple pieces of clothes, and they can transform you and take you to yeah. a world that's just un- unimaginable sometimes. Um also kind of had like my first gay experiences in high school thanks to um all the fun social media apps that were starting to appear while I was in high school. How old are you? Um I'm 28. Yeah. Okay. So Snapchat was becoming a thing and Instagram was becoming a thing and um so it but it probably wasn't until sophomore or junior year of high of college that I really was like, I am gay. And like I said it out loud for the first time and I was like, there it is. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm like accepting this about myself. I'm understanding this about, and then, you know, that now opens a whole new door of like, what does this world look like? And how do I find safety and security and who can I talk to about this? And so um, I found those people at a at a private Church of Christ college and um, they're still some of my closest friends today. and. Um, yeah. So, uh, um, it's funny the thing, the barriers that are created. It's always funny the things that people put in front of. Okay, so like most people are not being themselves, Mm -hmm. even if they say they are, just because the the world is tricky to navigate and to be yourself seems wrong in people's eyes. That's just a weird concept. But anyways... Uh, so navigating that and like been just saying the words, I'm gay Mm -hmm. when you know what it's just like, but saying them because you're told otherwise, Mm -hmm. um, and people don't realize like if you're in an established, if you're in the community, that's that. And you're not outside of that community. How are you supposed to know? And people think it's so easy just to walk outside of that community. Right. Where if it's literally your whole life and that's all anyone's ever telling you, Mm -hmm. then why would you? Leave it. Mm-hmm. It's been that's how they get you. Exactly. Um, that's how that's how cult, cults mm-hmm. are developed. That's how the Church of Scientology is developed yes. because they get you and they keep you. And then, like, if you leave, everything you lose everything. You lose everything. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be destroyed. The world is going to stop for you. It's gonna blow up, which is completely false. Right. Um, well, then now, how do you navigate? How do you navigate? Your relationship to God or whomever, I don't know what your relationship So I don't think, I have not been, I went to church over Christmas break because I went home, was with the family, fine, like, okay, we sang like very traditional like Christmas songs, it wasn't anything, Um, but that was the first time I had been inside of a church in over a year, Um, and in my, the, the theology or the, the, thinking that I've just kind of adopted for now um, is if, you know, I can help people when I can be nice when I can. And if I don't have anything nice to say, just don't say anything. And I think if that's 
the motto or the life I can live, then I, I think I can have a very happy, productive, helpful life. And I just being kind. Exactly. Isn't that a, <laughs> isn't that a just mind like really kind? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> yes. Um, I would love one day to have a platform where I am able to help people do whatever they want to do, whatever they can imagine. You're doing that right now. You realize that, right? You think so? Yes. You are an openly gay man in Chattanooga, Mm -hmm. fucking Tennessee, doing that show. You just started, of course. Right. But, like, you brought on the Golden Gays. You should bring me on, but whatever. (laughs) Um, But that's... You have to test those boundaries. Mm -hmm. It seems scary, of course. But, like, honestly, like, what does it even matter? Just test them and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Ask for forgiveness. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. you have to see... And lead with grace. Yes. You don't have to do it at full... And then what gets confusing is that, like, there's so much going on right now, and especially in politics, and especially in religion. Everyone's, like, protesting all these drag shows, which is so bizarre. Um, so it's, a, it's full steam ahead right now. Like, everyone is, like... Because there is a massive shift happening. There is a transformation happening in the world. And everyone that's in power is doing everything to stop it, which is bizarre. Mm-hmm. But that's just what it is. Um, but we're, there's more of us than them, so it always thrives. It always... You know, could you imagine being during the civil rights? Could you imagine when they were like finally like, oh, black and white people can sit at a counter together? Right. Come on. Please. But people murdered over that. Mm-hmm. So there's a shift. And you're part of that shift. Thank you. I'm I'm hoping so that is. I mean, something... do you think you're part of that shift? Oh, can you recognize that? I've oh, no, never true. thought about it before. I know. Never... That's why I'm here. <laughs> So this is the work I do in my life. <laughs> so those three years I was in Jackson, um, on TV every every morning, um, was never openly out. Was never talking you just about to work. You live your life, mm-hmm. um, and so that was a big thing when I took this job. That from the first interviews, I said, you know, I've got a boyfriend. Um, my nails were painted at the time on the interviews, and I talk with my hands a lot, so they were seeing that. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm not gonna come in rainbow flags a wave in and like my way or the highway kind of thing, but I'm not going to hide it either. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to like suppress that part of myself because I did that for 26 years, seven years of my life. And so much easier to not do it. Mm -hmm. Um, so since day one, I've been talking about Travis and I've talked about, um, I went to pride here in Chattanooga. It was my first pride to ever go to, um, and saw my first drag show there. And so it's just Chattanooga, Un, like maybe surprisingly and unexpectedly has kind of opened those doors for me and shown me that there is a community here um, that wants to accept everyone, no matter who you are and what, what you do. Um, There's more of us than them. That's right. the thing. And like, I mean, you Southern boys, man, you got more stories than anybody <laughs> because it's always to do with religion first, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. And then and get out of that. And then you have to deal with, the repercussions of that because you think you still that's what therapy is for you know mm-hmm. what i mean like you still we love therapy well yeah i yes. mean like you're still gonna deal with all of that it's mm-hmm. never gonna go away you're right. still gonna have this un this underlining guilt um but it dwindles away it chips mm-hmm. away and like the more yourself the more you talk about it, the more yourself talking about your boyfriend the more you're saying this is what i do this is bringing on doing different things and that show specifically your mm-hmm. show is as well it's like the power in that's huge even if people come at you, because they're going to come at you. Right. It doesn't matter. 
you know, you just have to also be aware of the safety, especially in the South. I mean, I've never seen more signs uh, that don't bring your gun into a shop. And I forget it's like that down here. Mm -hmm. And like, and like the microaggression racism and like the, it's just massive. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh my God. Even in like, even in, even in queer establishments here. So it's like, it's still real. Mm -hmm. And I just want people to understand (laughs) that. It's still real. All of that's still real. Um, but that's cool. I mean, so, so, okay. So Mm -hmm. you're kind of like on this. I'm going to leave God over there for a minute Great. and like do my thing. Yes. Good. Uh, you know, that's fine. I mean, I don't personally believe that there is a being that's guiding us. I mm-hmm. think we're literally doing it ourselves. I do believe that if we don't do it together, that it'll all come crumbling down. Mm-hmm. Um, I do really have to fight, obviously. Uh, and I do think there's a higher power, a force that's definitely guiding us. I think things are godly. Like I think all this is made up, right? So mm. we're sitting in your living room and this is all made, like all this stuff is just made up. We right. Made, someone made it, someone had an idea and they created it just like your show. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, so, okay. So that's, uh, so, so interesting. All that's, <laughs> I always find it interesting. It always finds, I keep finding it interesting. I'll always find it yes. interesting. I talk to lots of people and. It's one of my favorite things is to just, because I grew up in, I call it a bubble. I just, it I, is a bubble. I grew up in a bubble for and so long. And I want long. you to stay there. Yes. And so getting to finally, when I was on tour um, with Hamilton for those nine months, I was around people who, like so many LGBTQI, LGBTQIA plus people that not only was it not a big deal, they were like, great, cool, you're gay. We don't care. No, like, no, move no. on. No, no, yeah. Um, and, so, and I had never experienced that before. Sure. So for a long time, like, I was the gay. I was the the person that everyone knew in their life that was around. Um, and so that was very eye-opening. And so I've loved getting to just meet so many people and talk to people and hear their stories and figure out where they come from and how they grew up and why they are the way they are. and Why they are the way they are, because mm-hmm. it just comes from something. Yes. It comes from the adults that raised you. Speaking of the adults, so what are your parents like? Mom and dad, they are, they've been married for... 30 years. Um, my dad grew up in a very small town in West Tennessee. My mom grew up in a very small town in Mississippi. Um, mom didn't grow up religious, but once she and my dad got married, um, they, my dad grew up in the Church of Christ his whole life. Um, and so once my parents got married, they uh, both were going to the Church of Christ. Um, I'm a mama's boy. Um, I, every day, senior year of high school, I would go into her room and we'd lay on her bed and I would just like debrief about my day. Um, uh, me and my dad, we will talk, but we've never had a super close relationship. Um, I always tell people, me and my sisters did the stereotypically opposite things when it comes to like boys and girls. I did theater and chorus and all of that. My sisters did rugby and soccer and softball and so um sports never really my thing not really. <laughs> um and so um and that like all the way through college i did musicals and variety shows at college and so it was um it so once i i came out um i did it over facetime in my apartment in jackson because that's where i felt safest and it just it's what made sense to me um and Mom cried a lot. Dad didn't really say anything. Um, and again, uh, but mom, I was never shunned or kicked out or told couldn't be around or anything like that. Um, dad called a couple days later, 
um, and just said, you know, we love you. We want you to be a part of this family, but we believe what the Bible says and we believe that, you know, we can't support this lifestyle that you're choosing. Um, and again, hate that word. Um, and that was the, and so we've, we have not talked about it since. It's been almost two years now. Um, so I'm hoping that changes. Um, but I am not, I hate confrontation. Um, I'm the kind of person that will make sure you feel good and safe and happy. And then we'll go from there. And so bring I'm the opposite. Okay. So I will take on the confrontation. Yes. <laughs> I will not cause confrontation, right. but I will, I'm practical about it. I'm mm-hmm. pragmatic. I don't, I don't, I don't, I understand where your dad is possibly coming mm-hmm. from just because he only knows one thing. Right. He does, and it's his choice. Mm-hmm. That is an actual lifestyle. That is a lifestyle. Right. Um, and, and there's no disrespect. I get it. Uh, I always find it fascinating when like parents cry or something because they're 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 crying. So what I've heard through the years and what I've come to understand, they're only crying because they create an expectation and an idea for themselves, and when that's not met and they don't feel like they have the control over who they brought into this world it comes crumbling down for them because their ego and everything else is stomped on Mm -hmm. and that's what i've heard it's only what i've heard and experienced you know i came out no one cried they were like okay whatever Mm -hmm. and my mom was like all right sure and uh and um so that was my experience but but i also have like with my family though the thing is like yeah they accept me but um Throughout the years, especially these like past, honestly, five or six years, just seeing the language used on Facebook and like the like the microaggression racism mm-hmm. that's in my family and like living in the system and like all this, it's like the yeah that, but like then like here I have like a gay niece mm-hmm. and I have a que- another queer. My cousin's kid is also queer, and like there the way like my sister handles my niece and the, the way like I'm no disrespect to the, my cousin or my sister but it's like what family did you grow up in but the, they grew up in the family that does that mm-hmm. and is against not against it but like just think they think that kids don't know right but I've talked to nine year olds that came out as trans you know mm-hmm. what I mean and they do know they know more than anything yes I, I can look back when I was six and seven watching cartoons and I was like I feel different about that character versus that character. I couldn't, you know, back then, couldn't tell you why, but I can remember being like, Johnny Bravo, I find you attractive. Don't know why. Johnny Bravo. Yes. (laughs) So I completely, mm -hmm. yeah, it's interesting. And like, and that, you know, that's the, the visceral reaction of your mom and like how that people do that. Um, it's only because they create an expectation for themselves. Mm -hmm. And I, I really probably load that word expectation because it just like is so far removed from what you're actually going to end up doing. Like usually like we all have, we all have expectations and then if it's not met, we get annoyed. Mm -hmm. So that's just what happens. We all do it. All of us. That's why I can't stand that word. Um, But it's a, it's a word that we use and it's very strong, but uh, unless like you're told something like, unless you're like sit down with that person and be like, this is this is what my idea for you is, mm-hmm. and then that puts pressure on that person, like a kid, mm-hmm. 
And then that's why, like, the college thing in high school and, like, getting... Doing high school in general or grade school or school in general mm-hmm. is so interesting to me the way each individual navigates mm-hmm. that. Because, like, unless someone... Because no one ever said to me, this is what you have to do. But when you're around everybody doing it, too, you're like, well, I guess I have to do that. Mm-hmm. And you have to, like, step outside and be like, no, I actually don't have to do that. Yes. And I started to do that when I was very young and it annoyed a lot of people. <laughs> I and I still do it and I'm 41 I'm like no I'm not doing that I'm gonna go the other way I, I hope to one day be able to do that well you are doing it you're mm-hmm. here in Chattanooga you have to see the things that you're doing right now I don't know if you see them <laughs> probably not honestly because uh, work and life has just been I'm where you're just like tunnel vision one day at a time that's good though like, you should do one at a time you can't you can't no you should always do one day at a time um, but don't forget the impact you're having. When I asked you that que- I asked you a question. I asked both of you that question. You're uh, mm-hmm. here, and I was like, "Do you talk to like thirty five people a week or something?" You're like, "Yeah." And then you guys started to like unpack how many different stories have come into your lives already, and the way you're meeting people, and that's actually the impact. That's the actual impact. Sorry, this is totally the work that I and this is no, throwing it at. I you. love this, but that's what it is, and like, uh, and the way you experience parents, right? So the way you're experiencing parents right now, and like, do you talk to your mom about it? Oh yeah, we well about like boyfriend of your life. Um, I feel more comfortable bringing Travis up, and I'll say his name. And um, I'm going to Hawaii to see him in a week. Very excited. I know. Um, and it has become easier, um, but it's still kind of like an awkward thing it feels like what if you want to get married that's a great question um i i really think um i'm hoping at least mom start with mom they can meet maybe get all the sisters i've got three little sisters um maybe get like the sisters together as well and make it kind of a dinner or something um and kind of start introducing that way maybe and get mom first and then she can go talk to dad and dad can come and um but yeah it's uh does it hurt your feelings oh yeah yeah um my my sister it was it it was so easy she her boyfriend came over while i was home for christmas and it was the easiest thing in the world like he sat at our table and he played cards with us and it was great and he was so nice and i was so excited to meet him um, and I've met Travis's whole family, mm-hmm. um, and he's met two of my sisters, and that's it. Um, and I love my family, and I think they would love him, but it really, it, it's very, it's just, it, it sucks. It sucks, mm-hmm. and I don't know, I get very scared and very nervous about the reactions and hurting feelings or messing things up or... Messing what up? Um, what are you creating? In my head, I yeah. would be creating... Yeah, like what's the fantasy that you're, you're, you're making up right now? <laughs> that um, my... That my... I would lose the relationship. Because for probably... Once I came out, for probably six or seven months, I didn't really talk to my parents. Just because I felt weird, and I'm sure they felt weird, and so there was not a lot of communication. And slowly I've started... Um, like calling my mom once a week again and just catching up and how, what are y'all up to? What am I up to? Um, and I'm scared that it would crumble that and make it go back to 
nothing again or very like very little communication. But then I also have to tell myself that they are, they should love me no matter what. And they should, in my head, want to be a part of my life and know all about me and know who I am and know who their son is. Um, and what if they didn't? What if they did? Didn't. Didn't. Um, and, you start, and you had to start to navigate your other family. Mm-hmm. So that's been the other surprising part is my mom's side of the family. They're all from Mississippi, so like very Southern. But they have been the ones, surprisingly to me, um, who are like, when can we meet him? How do we get to know Travis? We're so excited. We love you. And my dad's side of the family that I'm have been closer with just for whatever reason they've been the ones a little more like standoffish and a little more like kind of apprehensive about it all are they like the Christchurch guy Mm -hmm. people yeah yeah yes and so that's kind of I think where it comes from is just my mom's side of the family just isn't as religious just isn't or isn't as like boisterous about it or isn't you know and so I think honestly the like extended family would be easier than mom and dad and Travis's family. Yes. And Travis's family has been great. Like, I've met both grandparents. I had dinner with his grandmother last week. She lives, like, 45 minutes from Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. So me and her had dinner last week. Um, I've, you know, I've spent the night at his mom's house, just me and her, because we were going on a flight the next day, and so it was just easier that way. Um, and they have been so welcoming and so loving and so excited. And um, so it's like, that's the goal. You know, that's like what I would love for my family to be. Um, Have you ever set up a boundary for that? No. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah, good luck with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Also, another great thing I'm not great at, setting boundaries. Well, you know, that's because that's that's what you're creating a thing that probably doesn't exist for your parents. Mm -hmm. So you have to tell them that. Yes. It's not confrontation. You're just telling them your feelings Mm -hmm. and you're telling them what you would like and... Honestly, I know it's hard. I know you're attached to your family because mm-hmm. that's what you know. But what if you like detached from your family? I've thought about that too. And had still a relationship right. with them, of course. But like you set a clear boundary that this is my life. Mm-hmm. I want you in it. I can't force you to do anything, you know? And right. then what, what do you think that would look like if you started detaching yourself you can still love them and like them, but mm-hmm. like detach yourself from that idea of that that's the only thing. I know it's hard. Yes. They're your parents. <laughs> they brought you into this world. Right. But I'm I'm gonna go with on a limb here, on a, out on a limb here and say that's probably gonna give you more space to then give them more space mm. to then work towards a thing towards mm-hmm. you. I, I don't know. But. Yes. Well thankfully, so my three little sisters um are all great and they're like you're our brother we don't care we're very excited yeah. to meet travis you know um i i'm also the only child so far who has like left west tennessee mm-hmm. um and so i think that has given us a little bit of space just because i'm not around all of the time um but i've never thought about it in the way of detaching but still have it like still mm-hmm. communicating and still loving each other i've never thought about it that way before you know 
Because we're attached to so much because it's comfortable. Mm -hmm. But you broke away from all that. And it was uncomfortable for maybe like a minute. You know what I mean? Reality of it. It was only like a couple, you know, Mm -hmm. not that bad. And then you have all the love that you got when you're on tour with Travis and Tamilton cast. And um, and then you're like, oh, wow. And then you get his family. And Mm -hmm. so it's not like you're not left in the dust. Right. You're not left in the dust there, kid. (laughs) You just have to, you know, take the steps. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's it would be. I think it would be cool. But you do whatever you want. (laughs) But that's the way to look at it. You know, the word attachment, detachment, Mm -hmm. like detach yourself from the idea that you think you should have with your parents specifically. Still have a relationship with them, but it doesn't have to be the end all be all. Mm-hmm. Because they might not want, they might not know that they don't want that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or they might not know that, that, they might not know that if you start to set that boundary and then like you don't have a relationship, they're going to suffer probably a little bit mm-hmm. because you're their son. Right. Um, but you don't know that until you try it. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you want them to suffer by any means, but you can't put all your energy into that. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. Right. Mm hmm. And I think that's been, I think that's been the hardest part because when my dad called me like two days after coming out, um, we had the conversation of like, so like, what do we do moving forward? Um, and I said, you know, I want to be a part of your life. I want you to be a part of mine, but I don't know if it's counseling. I don't know if it's a book we read, you know, I don't know like how to like mediate us to get to a, a common place. Um, and I asked, I said, well, dad, have you and mom ever done any kind of like studying or anything outside of like what you've been taught? in church, in class, in, we called it big church, in the auditorium from the preacher. Um, and he said, no. And I said, okay, I honestly hadn't either until probably a couple months ago, just because, um, I, I accepted it about myself and I knew that what me being, me as a person is not wrong. Me as a person living me is not bad. Um, but I was like, there's lots of research out there that shows this and this. And he's like, well, there's also, you know, he said, we, we might come to a, cl- a conclusion that you, being me, might not like. And I said, that's true, Dad. But we might also come to a conclusion that you might not like. Um, and again, we've not done anything about it. So that's been... It's been an interesting, like, ebb and flow of our relationship the past couple of years. Core, I mean, mm-hmm. you're essentially breaking down his identity and he's never done that. Right. And we all have identities. Mm-hmm. And you're breaking it down for him. And they don't like that. That's yeah. why someone cries. And that's why someone gets upset. Mm-hmm. And you're not getting upset at me. I got nothing to do with me. <laughs> I am who I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, the more we are, the more that people push back. It's a really fucked up thing. Yes. But it's just what people do. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. You know, the thing that I carry through with the way I conduct myself in this world is like because I... I was very lucky enough to come out when I did and I brought my boyfriend to the prom in 2000 and like I did all those things and um, I was a a little shit starter in my early 20s, most of my 20s, Um, but now I'm not. Mm -hmm. And if I am, it's for the the correct reasons, not the right reasons, just the correct reasons (laughs) Um, because you're being annoying and Uh humans bother me. So, <laughs> put that on a shirt. Humans bother me. Oh, they do. <laughs> God, Lord. Um, all right. So now, like, now what? What do you? What have you? You can get as personal or okay. not personal as you want. It's entirely up to you. I don't care. 
what so how so what have you experienced being yourself being gay like 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 what's your what do you like Uh uh-huh so the night i came out um it honestly felt like a weight was truly lifted like Mm -hmm. it was just a i can breathe and i can i'm not hiding anymore um i i've got um so went to my friend kindlin's wedding in iowa city iowa went to my first gay bar there um saying karaoke nine to five was a blast um went to it was summer of i think 2021 went to new york for like fourth of july um went to blazing saddles um got to see all of the lgbtq monuments and um where Stonewall happened and all of the other bars that were around. And it was, I've, I've learned a lot, still learning a ton. Um, we all are. Oh yes. Um, love drag race, love, um, drag in general. I think it's an amazing art form. Um, and I love, I love theater, have always loved theater. Um, I just, uh, and it's so the way um, the queer community connects you so quickly, like meeting you and, and the rest of the golden gays and having you guys over last night. And it was just, it was so easy. It's so, because we have something that bonds us so quickly mm-hmm. and similarities, but differences, but similar stories that, you know, have different beginnings and ends, but there's always that something. And it's, it's so nice to have that and know that no matter where you go now, there are people that have similar lived experiences Mm -hmm. and some might be grander, some might be smaller, but there are people around this country, um, that, that know you and love you and see you and accept you. That's been, I honestly, that's been what's so great, um, about being with Travis is he has been out much longer than I have. And he, the majority of the people in his circle are, um, are gay, are lesbian, are queer in some way. And I'd never experienced that before. Never been in a, in a group of people where I'm not the only gay person. And so getting to experience that and see that and it, it makes life fun and it makes life exciting. Well, I mean, queer people are way better than I am. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Let's be real. Let's call a spade a spade. I mean, come on. And it's just been, I'm only having been like publicly out for two years now. It's, I've learned, like I said, I've learned a lot and I've gotten to see so much and the, the people I've gotten to talk to and the people I've gotten to meet and the stories I've heard and, it's just, it's just so exciting. It, what was it like when you kissed Travis for the first time and you were like yourself? Uh huh. It was great. It was our first. We started, <laughs> so we matched on Tinder, mm-hmm. and um, I had just had meniscus repair surgery on my knee, mm-hmm. and so I was using a walker because I'm not coordinated enough to use crutches. Um, so we had our first date in a park in november of 2020 so like high to the pandemic i got the zaxby's chicken strips he had the sonic drinks i hobbled over on my walker 
Um, and it's been, it, it just feels right. It just, you know, I'm, I, it mm-hmm. just feels, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is who I'm supposed to be with. Um, and a lot of our relationship has also been long distance because he's on tour. Mm-hmm. And so I've either, I was in Jackson for a while while we were dating and then I was on tour with him for a bit. Um, and now being here in Chattanooga since July, it's been long distance again. And he's been here several times. He'll be here in a couple of weeks. I'm really excited about it. Um, but every time we actually get to be together, it just, it feels safe and it feels right and happy and he's my person. And it's just, I want, and I think that's the other thing that draws me to my family is I want them to know my person mm-hmm. and why he's so special. Of course. Um, of so, course, because yeah. they have their people. Right. So, but, you know, there are barriers. <laughs> but, what, I mean, I don't know. It's not your, the thing is, too, it's like their, their barriers are not your problem. Right. So mm-hmm. they can figure their own things out. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's and what I've told myself a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's their issues. It's their business. If they're going to get overworked, overwhelmed by something that actually is just completely made up, because it's actually not in the correct Bible, mm-hmm. it's not. Yes. It wasn't even a thing. Right. It wasn't even a thing. <laughs> but we ain't going to go down there. That's but a different podcast. That is that's a, a different, different podcast. podcast. <laughs> I've had several conversations about it because it's so far gone. It's so far-fetched it doesn't even exist Mm -hmm. it only exists because they decide that it existed because some white dude made it up yep and um that's all that's a great story i mean like you know you have to keep telling that story 101 times because it gives you power Mm -hmm. and you have to have power queer power and that's like the power that keeps the world moving Mm -hmm. and it's not even a joke it's the truth and it's why people fight it for so much and they use religion and they use whatever they use um, against it, which none of it actually makes sense. None of it's written and scribed. It's not. It's not. It's not a thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's not a thing. <laughs> it's just not. And it's hard to understand that, right? Because it's ingrained and pushed on you when it's taught since day one. It is uh, it takes a long time to unlearn it. Yes, it's so crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like racism. You have to unlearn it. Yes, like us white folks have to freaking unlearn it because it's so. It's ingrained so mm-hmm. deep. Mm-hmm. So deep. Yep. You don't even notice it. No. Mm-hmm. And then you got to like, and yeah. But anyways. But yeah, that's cool. I love all that story. Thank you. Uh, a couple of things. Yes. Before we stop talking. Absolutely. The record. <laughs> uh, one, I like my guests to give some words of wisdom before they go. Ooh. And then where can they find you? Yeah. Words of wisdom. So this is something my... Uh, uh, TV production teacher in high school, uh, Mr. Hudson, always said, control what you can control and everything else will fall into place. And I think that's something, I don't always live by it necessarily, but every now, every so often, that phrase pops into my head of when I'm feeling really stressed or really overwhelmed. Josh, control what you can control. Let everything else, someone else is job someone else can do it someone else can handle it you control what you can control and it will work out and and 98 percent of the time it really does it really does um and if it doesn't it doesn't matter yes it wasn't meant to be mm-hmm. and where can i find you you can find me all like over the place yes 
Personal Instagram, jrobinson1084. Um, also, check us out on The Daily Refresh. We are still, we are grinding hard, making our show what it is. The Daily Refresh here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. We are uh, a weekday local lifestyle show, 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, Josh Robinson TV on Instagram. Ironically, you're a lifestyle show, and you hate that word lifestyle. I do. But... Oh, I've not thought about that. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, but no. your lifestyle is about fitness and health. Exactly. And, um, events that go on. Yes. And like, yeah, not homosexuality. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yes, check us out. We have fun. I've got TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Is there a Twitter. website for that, The Daily? Yes, I think it's thedailyrefresh.tv or newschannel9.com. And then we're under uh, local newschannel9.com. You can it's find ABC, us. We're right? there. Yes, ABC, uh, CW, and Fox. We're all over the place. And thanks for listening to another episode of QT. Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. And remember, listen, learn, love.